Hello, and welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and I believe everyone should be living the life of their dreams. This show is going to be a weekly dose of magic to help guide you to living your best life. When you feel good, then success in all areas of your life is easy to achieve. I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. This show will be full of personal development stories and skills to help you take your life to the next level. My guests will be health and wellness experts and amazing spiritual beings, as well as everyday people with stories and lessons to help guide you through the ups and downs and help you get one step closer to living the life of your dreams. I want this podcast to be real and unpolished, full of honesty to show the realness of life. Here's to living your best life with gratitude and love. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome to, oh, I want to say yet another episode of Believe It, Achieve It, but oh, I'm going to say again, welcome back, Believe It, Achieve It. I can't even believe I'm on the mic. I am nervous. I am scared to death right now to be sitting at my desk recording um, a podcast because it has been so long. I have had my podcast, gosh, for since I started it in, uh, I think, April of 2020. So um, going on a couple of years now, and I've never been this quiet. I don't think I've ever gone this long without putting out an episode. And, oh, it's the new year. It's January. I don't even know what day it is. It is January the 18th. Oh, where to even begin? First off, I want to begin by saying happy 2023. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Um, gosh, just really thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. Um, I'm going to share my story. I have gone back and forth on whether or not to record this podcast, and I'm sure I'm going to record it, and then I'm going to stress about it and go, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? But um, I've been MIA. I've been MIA from social media. I've been MIA from my life, my friends, everything. Um, and I have been um, really, I've just devoted my life to helping out my mom. And um, <laughs> it has been quite a, a bumpy little road, but we are finally um, in a good spot. I'm finally back to being Nicole and throwing glitter everywhere I go and smiling and really meaning it. And uh, I just, I have had this podcast swirling around in my mind for about a week or so. And I've just been really nervous to get back out here. Uh, I got on my Facebook group. Those of you who are not members, please join Believe It, Achieve It on Facebook. I have a small group that I uh, typically go live in a couple days a week and just kind of share what's going on. Just, just be a little, just giving y'all me, giving you the realness of Nicole. And uh, I went on live a couple days ago and I was so nervous to even do that. And that's just like my close, you know, people. And I apologized and asked everyone to give me some grace and get back in the game. 
And uh, here I am. And I'm, I haven't even been in my office. <laughs> I mean, I look around at my desk is a mess. I couldn't even get Zoom to load. I don't know. I sat here for 30 minutes. Technical support is... I need technical support. It's not my wheelhouse. And for whatever reason, I couldn't get Zoom to work. And I just clicked and clicked and Googled. And then I'm just like, ah. so I'm like, why, why is this happening to me? <laughs> There's a reason, right? Uh, so I guess I just needed to sit with it and think. And then it, I don't know if it was good or bad, but it got my nerves going a little bit more. And I'm just looking at my mess of an office, which is a mess of my brain right now. And, but I'm here, I'm here to share the story. And I'm sitting here looking at my gratitude jar. Um, one of these days, I'm going to put these on YouTube. So one of these days, you guys will see this, but I'm shaking my gratitude jar that I fill up. I put something that I'm grateful for once a month or twice a month and just kind of fill it up for the year. And on New Year's Eve, um, I go through it and I haven't even done it. It's January the 18th. I haven't even opened my gratitude jar. I think I might do that on my Facebook group, Believe It Achieve It. So if you want to know what is in my jar and what I'm grateful for of 2022, join my Facebook group. So huh, where to begin, where to begin? So I have struggled with putting the story out into the universe, out to the world for a long, long time because of fear, because I didn't want to upset my mom and it's my life. It's a huge part of the past few months of my life and the reason why I get on this mic and put on these headphones is to hopefully help one person just help one person if I can help one person then I've done my job right I hope I can change the world right that's my goal right just to change the world and make everybody uh, just their happiest that they can be and truly living their authentic self and just loving life and having your mind, body, and soul in alignment. That's so, that's truly what I want. Um, and you guys have heard my, my story and my why and where, I, where I've been through, what I've been through and all of it. Um, I'm very open because again, I do want to change the world one person at a time. And, uh, so I'm going to share the story of my mom's journey and mom, if you ever listen to this someday, I hope you can understand why I'm doing this. For as long as I can remember, my mother has been a wine drinker. My mother has been an alcoholic my entire life. She was a functioning alcoholic. She carried a job, always took care of us to the best of her ability and truly did the best that she knew how to do. 
Was it easy? No. Was it awful? Sometimes. But I think I know my mom did the best that she could do. I know she did. Unfortunately, um, my mom's way of coping was drinking. And I can remember as a young kid, you know, <laughs> what I don't know, I broke a lamp or got a bad grade or whatever, what wanted to go to my friends for the weekend or whatever it is. I would pour my mom a glass of wine. <laughs> I knew as a kid that that's how I could get my yes, right? And I remember she would always say she drinks because she's in pain. She always said she had back pain. So she was self-medicating. I didn't know what self-medicating was, but that's what I grew up. My mom drank. She was self-medicating. And not to get into the whole long story of all of that, I'm just going to touch on, you know, the fact that my mother was a functioning alcoholic, raising two teenagers on her own at 28 years old, or two kids. We were kids. My mom was 28 when uh, her and my dad got a divorce. She'd never worked. She left home at 17 and got married, had two kids and got a divorce, you know, and it was back in the seventies and it's what you did, you know, they were housewives and then, you know, <laughs> um, so she went to work full time and always worked and always provided the best that she possibly could provide for us. <sighs> you know, but the alcohol came into play. I mean, back in those days, you could drive up to the liquor store and get yourself whatever you wanted through the drive through window and they would hand it to you and you could drink it on your way home. And I remember my mom would go to Jack's Liquors and get her a screwdriver with a setup. I'm a kid and I know what a setup is. The setup is ice so that you can pour your own drink through the drive through window and drink it on your way home. <laughs> oh, the 70s. I was drunk one time in high school. I said, God, if you get me through this, I'll never do it again. And I never did it again. Um, I have I have an occasional glass of wine, champagne. I do love champagne, but it's like a two glass max for me. Um, those of you who know me, you can honestly say you've never seen me intoxicated. It's just not part of my life. And my whole life I've been ridiculed. I've been made fun of. To this day, people will make fun of me because I don't drink when we go out. I have had the time of my life. I have danced on tables from Miami to New York to California. I have a good time. I just don't have to be intoxicated to have a good time, you know? And then I see people that have to have that drink or two to calm their nerves and be able to, you know, have fun, let loose. And that's sad to me. You may think I'm sad because I don't drink, but I think it's sad that you have to drink to loosen up, you know? Sorry, but, you know... I, I basically don't drink and, and, and it's awful. It is awful that I get made fun of and teased for, for not drinking. Right. I get, I'm boring. <laughs> Call me boring, I guess. Um, but, uh, never been a drinker. And, and that's why, you know, picking my mom up so many times and watching her and, you know, just, it just wasn't my, isn't my thing. If you drink, knock your socks off, have a good time. I just don't like, I, I don't do it. Um, so getting in my twenties and my thirties, it's like, you know, enough's enough mom. And there were times when 
gosh, we would fight and we always fought. You know, she would get mad at me because I never was a drinker and I was perfect and la, 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 whatever. You know, I understand now it's the addict. Um, my mother's, all my mother's siblings have addiction issues. I know now that I'm learning so much more about addiction, um, uh, you know, but I choose to heal, heal myself from all of that, you know, so Yes, my mother and I have had rocky times for sure. That being said, I've always loved and respected my mother. She's my mother. At the end of the day, Harriet Winley is my mom. I love her. I always have. I always will fight for her. And that's what I've been doing. So about eight years ago, my mom uh, started getting uh, or was having issues with diverticulitis, which unfortunately I hear that term all the time. So many people have diverticulitis. I mean, it's just like, I hear it all the time. It's gut issues. It can be avoided. <sighs> we'll save that for a whole nother day. But basically why I became an integrative health practitioner was because of my mom, because all of her problems stemmed from stress and which leads to gut issues and um, had to have surgery for the diverticulitis um, eight years ago. So she quit drinking because she was on medicine that you couldn't drink on. And she would even tell me, gosh, Nikki, I tried to drink, but I got so sick because they told me not to drink with the medicine. And so my mom came out of the hospital, no more diverticulitis. Um, however, started having pain um, because, um, they removed so much of her colon, which caused a cavity and things shifted and started having pain. So what do the doctors do? The wonderful doctors send her to a pain management clinic, AKA a pill mill. <laughs> so my mom started the wonderful journey of opiates eight years ago. Alcohol, opiates. I don't even know. I don't even know. My relationship at that point was very strained with my mom. And um, yeah, it was bad. It was just bad. It was bad. And I had to, I had to pull away because I couldn't carry my mom anymore. You know, like I had to, I had to go and work on myself and heal myself. And that is kind of along the line of when I started my healing journey. And so <laughs> I slowly watched my mom's health decline each year with opiate use. Anytime I brought it up to her, oh, Nick, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm not addicted. I'm just taking what the doctors tell me to take. What do I do with that? You know, I tried everything. I tried everything I possibly could. I even, um, y'all, you guys all know who my therapist is. There's no hiding that, Dr. Janet Finneman. Um, I spoke to her about this many, many times over the 10 years I've been in therapy with Janet. And I, I wanted to do an intervention two years into my mom's opiate use. It was just me and my stepdad. I was the only one that was fully on board. 
I thought he was on board, but then he pulled the plug at the last minute. So here I am all by myself wanting to get my mom off opiates. I couldn't do it by myself. I definitely couldn't go through my stepdad at, and and put my mom in treatment. She didn't want to be in treatment. He wasn't going to have her in treatment. So I had to step back. During which I'm on my amazing healing journey, living my, like truly living my best life. And every day improving, improving, improving and forgiving and learning and growing and, you know, going into coaching and getting involved in healthy living because of watching my mom and knowing this is all gut related. And then I start learning so much about healthcare and gut. It, everything is controlled by our gut. And so I dove deep into it and became an integrative health practitioner got certified, went to my first seminar in October, and then boom, I was getting ready to like launch my whole business. And I had started putting a few posts out there. And then after eight years of trying, my stepdad now wants to get my mom off opiates. Because in the meantime, she's been given medical marijuana. And I remember thinking, oh, this is fantastic. They're going to lower her pain meds, right? They're giving her medical marijuana for the pain. They're going to lower the pain meds. No, they didn't. These lovely pill mills in Florida. I'm sorry. Pain management clinics. Um, they increased her opiates. If you guys have not watched the Netflix docuseries Dope Sick, I highly recommend watching it. Um, my mom was dope sick, you know, and it's, oh, it's so hard. I've gone back and forth with the guilt. Why didn't I stop it? What could I have done? And I've had to do work on myself to realize that I couldn't have stopped it. It's just hard because it's my mom. And uh, so about Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving time, my stepdad calls and says, I've had enough. I've gone to her doctor quote unquote, her pain management doctor, who is a PA. She never really saw the owner of the company um, and had a long talk with them. And they've decided he's going to detox her at home on his own. And boy, did all hell break loose. To me, I don't really have my head in the dirt when it comes to alcohol and drug use. I've seen a lot of people in my family uh, struggle with it, with addiction. I have a lot of friends. I've had friends that have passed away. I've had, you know, uh, I feel like I'm in the know, right? Like I'm not like naive to the fact of drug addiction. And boy, I knew it was gonna be tough, but I didn't realize it was gonna be horrific watching my mom go through detox because in my mind I knew it was alcohol and opiates and it was it was horrible it was horrific it was a nightmare that lasted for weeks um my mother begging us to end her life help me beg please 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 
I can't take it. I can't take it. The pain that the psychoses, it was literally like my mom had a psychotic break, psychotic break. And it was scary. It was, <laughs> it was, it was awful. Um, I finally called my sister and said, well, she was calling to check in. I'm like, it's bad. And she's like, what can I do? And I finally just surrendered. And I said, please get here. Please, please get here and help. My stepsisters were helping them the best that they could, but it was 24, 24 seven. We had seven emergency room visits in a two week period. Not one emergency room in the city did anything to help. What can you do for chronic pain? You know, um, there was nothing for her to be hospitalized for. And they would give her lidocaine patches or whatever um you know she was having stomach issues so they would give us stomach medicine and send us on our, our way home which even getting mom to the hospital was an issue because she was screaming and trying to jump out of the car and so forth and so on but it was 24 7 for two weeks and um i just didn't know what to do i was calling everybody i knew please, what can I do? What can I do? What can I, can it, what can I do? Anything, anything. I was taking any advice I possibly could get. I finally said, there's nothing more we can do. We have to get mom into a mental hospital. I don't know, psychiatric hospital, whatever you call them. So I do the research and I take her to a psychiatric hospital here in Jacksonville. When we go in and mom knows she's going in, but she, she was begging for the help at the time. We go into the intake room. The nurse comes in. It's me, my sister, my mom, and my stepdad. My mother is a raging lunatic, begging for help, begging for medicine, begging, screaming, yelling, wailing, the whole thing. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say. As I was sitting in there thinking, am I really going to put my mom in a mental hospital? You know, and I'm feeling the guilt. And I had a nurse that pulled me to the side and she said, please don't leave your mom here. And I was like, what? She's like, I wouldn't leave my mom here. And I'm like, oh my God, but I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. I can't live like this. So I go outside to talk to my mom and my sister and, you know, kind of figure out what we're going to do. And we're waiting for the doctor to come out and I guess check mom in right we were waiting to get our to see if we were approved or not and the nurse comes out and recommends um group activities on mondays and wednesdays and my mom even said what the fuck she's like i can't even get into a psychiatric hospital this is insane she's like like i want to come up here on monday and wednesday and do crafts so she was like furious so i'm like seven hospitals Six at the time, mental hospital, no go. No one could help me. The mental hospital suggests a detox clinic in St. Augustine, an hour away. That's where we're going. So the next day we get up, drive an hour away. I've talked to them. I've given them the full story. This is what we're dealing with. No problem. We got it. Take her in there, drive home an hour. And I breathe a sigh of relief, right? 
10 minutes later, phone call. You need to come and get your mom. There's nothing we can do for her. Your mom has dementia. I said, my mom doesn't have dementia. We told you that. I already went through all of that. She's been to her neurologist just six months ago. But okay, so this wonderful place, I'm not going to say their name, put my mom, whom they've now diagnosed with dementia, out on the parking lot. So my mother was laying in a parking lot. My 72-year-old mother was laying in a parking lot in St. Augustine, Florida for an hour with a bag of clothes. I met my wits in, right? So back to the phone, calling. What can we do? What can we do? Who can help? Who can help? What, 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 what do we do? What do we do? I can't take it. I have to stop and pull over because mom can't take it. She's screaming. She's wailing. She's trying to get out of my car. Like it's crazy. I'm like, mom, I'm about to get on the interstate. I'm going to be doing 75 miles an hour. You cannot get out of the car. So <laughs> we get through all of that. We drive, we're driving back to Jacksonville, back home. And I'm still like blown away. My mom now is defeated. She's now been kicked out of two places and all the hospitals have said there's, there's nothing we can do. So we take her to Mayo Clinic, the best hospital in the United States, right? The best health care you can possibly get, which I'm not knocking Mayo Clinic. I'm sure it is the best health care you, you can possibly get. Um, we take her to the ER there. And my mom is having a good minute. She would have a good hour and then a bad 72. And the doctor comes in and he was like, you know, why did you, what made you think something was bad enough to bring your mom to the emergency room? And I explained to them, you know, she's been withdrawing off opiates. This has happened. This is our seventh ER visit. We've been to a psychiatric hospital. We've been to a detox clinic and nobody can help us. Can you please, please, please help us? So they run CTs and all these things and she's had them all, but they ran the scans and they come in and say, your mom has a blood clot on her brain. And I was like, I've never been so relieved in my life to hear that they found something, right? My mom's going to have brain surgery. I'm so freaked out, but I'm relieved. And I'm like, oh, this is awful, right? But this is good, right? This is awful, but it's good. And then, I don't know, about 20 minutes or so goes by and two surgeons come into the room and the ER doc and the caseworker and everybody. And they say, oh, it's a blood clot that can be treated on meds, so we're not going to have to do surgery. Unfortunately, your mother, the healthcare system has failed your mother, and there's nothing we can do. Here's three days of opiates that we're going to give you. We're going to give her an injection of opiates and then send you home with three pills. So mom's back on opiates. I got a three-day supply. I got three days to find help for mom. So at this time now, she's back on opiates. So she just wants to lay in bed. She's frail. She hasn't eaten. She's been, she hasn't slept. It's been two weeks. It's, it's not good. My sister had to go home. She has a family and a husband and a career and things she had to get back to. And she kept extending her trip and extending her trip. And I'd made it to my Al-Anon meeting. I'd started going to Al-Anon and I was a wreck. And I ran out of the meeting crying on a Tuesday night. Just I couldn't even get through the prayer at the end. I run out of there. My sister had left and I went to my mom's. And I went upstairs and she was laying in bed. 
when I came back downstairs and looked at my stepdad and I said, my mom's going to die. And he said, yeah, I think she is. We weren't getting food in her. She wasn't, she, I don't even think she had drank water in a few days. And I went home. And of course I talked to people and talked to people and talked to people and just tried and tried and tried and tried and pleased and just begged and pleaded with anyone. I had called so many treatment centers and you know, my mom's 72 on Medicare. Nobody wanted to touch a 72 year old on Medicare. Medicare doesn't pay for any of this. Nobody wants to deal with a 72 year old in treatment, you know? So I finally found a treatment facility here in Duval County. And uh, someone said, have you, have you tried this place? And I said, no, I haven't. I haven't even heard of them. And she said, we'll give them a call. So I called them the next morning and explained the whole story to them. And they said, we can help your mom. I said, oh my God, this is fantastic. So I drove over to the house and I walked upstairs and I looked at my mom. She was like, her lips were dry. Everything was dry. She hasn't eaten, you know, she hasn't, it's all, it's awful. It's horrific. And I said, mom, I found some place that will take you. And it's either that or I'm going to have to put you in a state-run mental facility, which is the last thing in the world I knew that I wanted to do because I knew my mom would die. And so I said, I need you to get on the phone. I need you to get on the phone and do a 45-minute phone interview so they can officially see if they'll take you or not. And she said, only if you give me a pill. I think I had a few pills left, right? I think this was day two of my three-day supply. So mom, I'll give you a pill once you talk to them. So she said, okay. And she talked to them 45 minutes. She was ready to go. They were ready to take her. So I get her packed. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done anything like this in my life. You know, we get her to the facility. She was excited to be getting some help. But I'm not even quite sure that she really knew that she was going into rehab, you know, and I dropped her off. That was November the 30th. You know, you can't you can't talk to them for the first 10 days or 11 days or whatever it is. And then you're like, oh, so waiting for that phone call and, you know, getting a little bit of relief at home. You know, I'm getting sleep and you know knowing that she's okay but still a little nervous like what's going on the time comes by and it goes no phone call you know I'm calling and speaking to the nurses and her therapists every day my mom never wanted to talk to us didn't want to do family sessions didn't want to do family day you know she wasn't eating however I was trusting them she's in the care of doctors and nurses and I'm speaking to them every day and finally, it was time to come home. We had a Zoom chat with her, and it didn't go well. She was angry. She was frail. She just had her arms folded, and she was like, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. The therapist thought it was best if she came and stayed with me. So I'm now given discharge papers of my mother needs 24-7 care at my house. So I go and pick her up. And out comes my mom. 
she did smile and she was excited to see us, but she was 71 pounds in a wheelchair leaving rehab 30 days. The fantastic news is she's been three weeks off opiates, which is fantastic, right? The bad news is, is she's malnourished and clinically severely depressed. So I get her home to my house, took her upstairs in my guest room and on came the depression, the severe depression, the still, still the pain from the opiate withdrawal. And for 12 days, she was in my guest room and what I thought she was dying. She wouldn't eat. She wouldn't barely speak. She would mumble that she was going to die. She wasn't saying she wanted to kill herself at this point, but that the pain was so bad and everything was so bad that she was going to die. So there I go to calling and trying and what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Can, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Trying all day to get her to eat. She would eat a bite of potatoes, mashed potatoes, a bite of an egg and insure. <laughs> In my world, insure is bad news, right? It's nothing but sugar and chemicals, but it's keeping my mom alive. Uh, so I watched that day after day and each day I thought, I can do this. I can get my mom to eat. I can open the blinds and turn the TV on and get her outside. I can do this. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. My stepdad was here with, with me doing the best that he could. He finally said, I can't do it anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm out. <laughs> Thanks a lot. What do you think I am? Uh, um, it was tough. You know, I was 24 seven taking care of my mom, calling and trying and to find the place that can take her. So I, um, find an assisted living facility and, um, you know, get my mom moved in with the help of my stepsisters. I will never, Melinda, I cannot thank you enough for everything that you did. Cause without you, I never would have, never would have been possible. Um, thank you to everyone who reached out to help and didn't reach out for questions. I apologize to anyone who's ever gone through anything like this. And I asked you questions. I apologize from deep down in my heart for anyone that has ever gone through anything like this. God, I'm so sorry. And I have the utmost respect for you. Caring for a loved one is tough. Caring for your parents I know is is tough you know it was my mom uh you know my mom didn't steal from me she wasn't on the street doing street drugs she was taking what the doctor gave her you know I heard I don't understand why it's so difficult I I, I, I can't even explain to you what people say <laughs> to my best friend in this whole entire world Jessica if you ever listen to this she even called me, she was calling me every day, but she called one morning and she said, how are you doing? I said, don't fucking ask me how I'm doing. I'm doing awful. And so I apologize to anyone who I've ever asked. <laughs> now we're going to take it to the lighter side, right? Because my mom is in assisted, she's a week into assisted living and she is getting better every day. A week ago, I was calling hospice and begging hospice to come to my house or where could I take my mom to get her on a feeding tube? 
they couldn't even help me. They said chronic pain is not hospice worthy. <laughs> like I couldn't just show up at an emergency room and say, can you help my mom? Well, what's wrong with your mom? She has chronic pain. You know, like they were, they laughed in my face. There was nothing they could do. I can't force someone to put my mom on a feeding tube. So it was, it was awful. Um, but she, she is now in assisted living and doing phenomenally. I will say that my brother, so my brother and my mom, long story short, this is a whole other podcast on its own. They've had a strained relationship for the past 13 years. And it's all addiction. It's all due to addiction. And, you know, one year goes by, two years goes by, three, four, you know, just. My brother hadn't seen my mom. My mother worships my brother. He is her number one. He is her fave. I will never be her number one. I'll never be her fave. And I am okay with it. Um, And I finally called my brother and I said, you have to get here. I cannot do this anymore. You have to get here. Like I broke down. I broke down in my front yard with my neighbors. God love all of my neighbors. I cannot thank you enough for being there for me when I was literally laying in the dirt in the grass and sobbing my guts out and had no idea what I was going to do. I thank you to all of my friends who reached out and said, I'm here for you. I'm praying for you. What can I do? Uh, Thank you to all of my friends that showed up. Like I said, I put out a Facebook post. Um, I was encouraged by my therapist. Uh, because the questions, it was like a non-stop, non-stop. And I appreciate everyone. I appreciate you guys. I could not have gotten through the past few months without the support, the love, the kindness, the prayers of every single person that reached out to me. People I haven't talked to in years were reaching out to me with love and encouragement but I was getting the phone calls of what's going on, blah, 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 blah. I literally was on my phone 24 seven. Like I don't have time to answer all. Like I literally said, if you want to help come to my house, like I can't answer the questions. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm trying to survive over here. So thank you everyone who showed up, who freaking showed up for me, who sat here with my mom and I had to go and look at facilities or you know whatever I had to do who showed up with food to feed me who even called me and said I love you I'm here for you uh the prayers the the kindness the uh, I I was truly blown away honestly I was blown away um by all of the support you know you know who your friends are when you can call them and say can you come over and help me give my mom a bath? And they say, I'll be there in the morning. Megan, Jessica, I've loved you both for many, many years now. I'll love you till my last breath. They showed up for me in a big way, huge way. And my mom's friends came to see her and it was it was awesome. It was amazing. And I thank you so freaking much, you guys. You know, I had one one friend come over. She just she got saw my post and came over, knocked on my door. 
said, thank you so much. She wasn't the only, you know, the only one that did that. That's what I asked for. And she was like following me around the house while I'm on the phone, just on the phone, running around, asking questions, doing this. And it's like, you take two steps forward and then you get slapped back 10 steps. And it's a tough process. And it's something I, I had no guidance on. Like I was just learning as I was talking, talking to doctors, talking to therapists, talking to everybody that I possibly could. I was calling everyone I knew that had been in treatment or was in the program or anything. I was just, and oh my gosh, the support I got from people in my Al-Anon group is, I'll never forget. Uh, couldn't have gotten through it without them. And, um, but you know, those of you who wondered why I was doing this for my mom, I will never forget it. Um, I'm do I, I did it for my mom because she's my mom. And if you know me, I, I love hard and I will fight for my, my friends and my family. I don't know that my family would do that for me, but they know I would do it for them. It's just who I am. It is just who I am. I will fight for my mom forever. Um, you know, yes, my mom had an addiction. It's a disease. You know, wouldn't you help someone who had a disease? Yeah, you would. Or I would. But then, you know, like I was saying, like my mom wasn't stealing from me. She wasn't lying to me. She wasn't out on the streets doing horrible things. It wasn't like that. My mom was an addiction, uh, addicted because of this awful healthcare system that we have in America and the awful, truly despicable, any doctor who's going to prescribe someone pain medication year after year after year and watch their health decline each year and increase their dose and increase their dose. How dare you? That's what I say to them. So it was a tough road. So I tell my brother, my sister was trying to get here. God love her. Amanda, I love you more than life itself. You know, she'd been here for weeks in the beginning of the journey and the psychotic part of the journey. And she did her best to get here. You know, her husband, I love you, Andy, is a musician and was on tour and performing. And here I'm screaming, you need to get here. Uh, you know, she's got a nine-year-old and, you know, just couldn't, couldn't just get here, right? When I needed her and, you know, life happens for you, not to you. When I was in it, I was like, why is this happening to me? You know, I got through it and life is messy and I had my breakdowns and I screamed and yelled and screamed at my friends and, you know, my friends that love me, loved me for it. Um, I wasn't screaming at them. I was screaming at my situation and they helped me. Um, so, gosh, reach out to people. If anyone you know is struggling or caring for a loved one or struggling with addiction, reach out to me. I will do the best I can to guide you in the best possible way that I can. If you're caring for a loved one, God bless you. And anything you need, anything you need. It's so hard to ask for help. That's why I said just show up. Because <laughs> it's so hard to ask for help. You know, send the flowers, send the card. It means so, 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 so much. 
my mom got an edible arrangement from a friend of mine. Michelle, I know you'll listen to this at assisted living. And it was like a kid in a candy store. She'd never been so excited in her life to get anything. So if you think about it and you think it's silly or whatever, do it, do it. It can change someone's life, you know? So my brother shows up, hasn't seen my mom in 13 years. But he showed up. And it was, it changed everything. My mom knew he was coming. She knew he was coming and she kept saying, I'm going to wait for your brother to get here. And everything changed, you know. Um, it was it was meant to be. It was time. You know, he went upstairs and looked at my mom and he came downstairs with tears in his eyes. And he said, that was tough. I let them talk and do their thing. And, and you know, we explained to her that we're going to assisted living and the whole thing. I did. I showed her pictures and everything. Like I didn't, I wasn't just putting her in a home. This was to help her. And she was ready to go, but she was scared. And God love her. She listened to my brother. She always has idolized him. And that's okay. <laughs> I know I'm not the favorites and we can all, we've laughed about it for years. And, uh, you know, he picked her up he said, mom, I got you. And she said, it's going to hurt. I can't do it. He said, trust me, mom, I got you. She said, okay, son, I trust you. And he carried her down the stairs and the car, we went off to assisted living. We went and she's been getting better every day. It is beautiful. It's magical to see the power of our brains. And everyone kept telling me that she can get through this. It's going to take time because she is 72. Um, you know, uh, there. if you want to know more than look into addiction and recovery, um, and that the brains are powerful and they can, you know, get better. And she just needed, you know, get those brain waves firing on all fours. And, you know, we went from all the hospital visits begging for help to finally getting the right help. So I had to put her, I had to get her detoxed. Greatest thing I ever did. I thought it was the worst thing I ever did and got her in assisted living. And she's now getting physical therapy, occupational therapy. She's under the care of a doctor. They're on it. They're working on her nutrition. They're weighing her every day. My mom's weighing herself every day. There's light in her eyes. Um, you know, she's, She's firing up, man. And I've never been so dang proud of my mom in my whole entire life. She's fighting like heck. She wants to get through this. I'm so freaking proud of her. And it's just incredible to see the change in her every day. You know, she's got a long road to go. She's gaining weight. She's eating. The nutrition is so important. My mom's malnourished. I'll tell you, there's nothing like a nurse telling you or the doctor telling you. She's kneeling over my mom in her bed in her assisted living facility at 72. That your mom is severely malnourished. Hit me hard, right? I'm an integrated health practitioner. Health and wellness is everything to me. And I couldn't help my mom. But now I can. And, uh, you know, I went and bought groceries to put in her refrigerator. And I said, mom, I don't even want to hear it. But I bought everything organic and everything's clean and everything's good. And she's like, I know, honey. And I, I she wants, you know, she really wants it now. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get her healthy. And she's trying and she's fighting so hard. And I've never been more proud of her. So, 
love hard, cherish every moment in life, you guys. And for God's sakes, be there for your friends, support your friends. Be there. Even if it's just a text, I'm here for you. I'm thinking of you and you're in my prayers. Send it. Make the calls. Gosh, I've been reconnected with people that I guess I needed to be reconnected with. Um, oh, I just cannot think. You know, every single one of you, you know who you are. I love you like crazy and I could not have done it without your help. I could not have done it with my Al-Anon group. I could not have done it with my friends. I could not have done it without you, Janet, Cinnamon, uh, my family. Gosh, my dad, my stepmom, Linda, Marsha, my sisters, all of them. I cannot, honestly, I cannot thank you enough. Thank you for letting me break. Uh, dad, as pissed off as I was at you when you said you're stronger than this, babe, you can do this. And I said, just let me break down. I thank you for pushing me. Um, I just thank everyone for their help, honestly. Love hard. Do not take pain pills. You guys, don't do it. Oh my gosh. I've never taken a pain pill in my life. I hope that I never have to. Um, stay educated, you know. Addiction is real. It is real. It is real. And it's not something to be ashamed of. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, it is what it is. Um, I hope I hope that I can help people. I hope that I can help people. That's what I want. I want to help people. And thank you all for giving me the grace. And gosh, for me, being able to give myself the grace and forgive myself for those stumbles, you know. You're a coach, Nicole. Why are you so upset? <laughs> just because I'm a coach I, and I heard this from Janet just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean my world can't fall apart just because I'm a coach and I'm smiling all the time doesn't mean my world can't fall apart um yeah I was falling apart I was ripping at the seams uh but uh no but I was ripping at the seams and I got through it every day is going to be a journey Every day is going to be a journey and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting back. I'm getting back to taking care of myself, my smile. I got my house back. I live in heaven for a reason. I, uh, I did a massive cleanse on my house, sage cleanse and cleared it all of all the negativity. It was not a good place. Um, and I'm back at my sauna and getting on my pimp mat and my detox baths and, my meditation in the morning. I'm back on Believe and Achieve It. I'm back on the mic recording podcast, you guys. So life is going to, right? Life happens for us and not to us. Tony Robbins quote that changed my life. Life happens for us and not to us. Did I grow? Did I learn? Yes, I did. Did I break and put myself back together? Yes, I did. I hope that I can help others with what I've been through. Um, and that's what I want to do. I want to help others. I want to help others. So I'm going to keep on keeping on. I'm going to keep on loving myself and 
giving myself grace and uh, allowing myself to fall apart and get put back together. Love my friends harder. Love my connect with those. You guys, um, I will get back with you. I promise. I truly tried to get back with everyone and, um, don't stop reaching out. And I am going to get together with each and every one of you. Um, life is beautiful. It's difficult, but it's beautiful. Cry when it's time to cry so you can dance when it's time to dance. And baby, I'm dancing now. Go make it an awesome freaking day. Don't ever ask someone who's having a bad time. How are you doing? Actually, don't ever ask anyone that ever again as long as you live. How are you doing? That's that's an awful thing. We even laughed about it. My friend Jessica and I was like, why do we even say that? And I know I've said that to people. How are you doing? How are you doing? Don't ever say those words. You can say, how can I help? How can I support you? I love you. But not how are you doing? Or are you okay? No, the work, I'm not okay. I love you all like crazy. Thank you so much for listening. I know I rambled for a long time. Much, 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 much love. Duchess is now done. She's playing with her toy, if you can hear it. <laughs> so that means enough, Nicole, enough. Peace and much, much love. Thank you for listening to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. I hope you enjoyed the episode and please feel free to share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, please send me an email at coachnicolewindley at gmail.com and have an awesome day.